Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm delighted. I've been la-di-da-din. Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top. Man, these boys, they be potting. I trust them like a lot. And they told me that I get it. Guess what? I got it. You should do it too. You will never lose. If you ever do, must have been a ruse. Ricky, that's my dude. Stoops are super cool. Sharks up in the pool. I've been sparking up my tools. I've been looking to win. Spend a little again. I've been for spittle to them. My God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill now. Come get this. I'm just so dead with delight. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the medley, alright? The David Delight. The David Delight. Da 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 David Delight. Hey! Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue, or no, we're going to start our series of planting our flags on certain guys. And what Stoops and I do each and every year is we take a guy that isn't our guy, because if we were planting our flags, obviously Stoops would probably talk about Sam Howell this week on the quarterback. I would talk about Keaton Slovis. And then next week, he'd talk about Spiller. I'd talk about Hall. And then we'd fight again and all that stuff. We'll fight another day. But what we're going to do is we're going to plant our flags on some guys that are in that bottom tier of our rankings that we think can rise up to that top five by the end of the year. Some guys that maybe we didn't do deep dives in prior to this week. I'm very excited because there's a couple of guys over the next couple of weeks that we're going to tackle. Today, we're going to go ahead and focus on the quarterback position. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Um, I was going to talk about Sam Howell, but oh, I'm just whoops. kidding. No, I wasn't. No. Um, <laughs> No, I'm excited though. It was a yeah, if you listen to previous episodes, um, I, I kind of maybe spoiled who I'm gonna talk about, but not really. So um excited. I know this is your position, so I'm sure you've got 13 pages of uh of notes over there you're about to to ruffle through. So it'll be fun. I don't even know who you're talking about, honestly. You know who all you know who all my guys are. Yeah, I know, well, I, don't I didn't, know your guys. I, I didn't really make the decision to talk about my guy until really I did. I did tell you I was talking about the quarterback I position. Forgot, I told you on the last I got episode terrible of the memory. episode. Exactly. So, I mean, I am a little bit envious because like last episode, you were just breaking out all these cool broken tackles and all these crazy stats on me. And I was just like, oh, I'm not part of the cool kids anymore. Well, here. So but- I, I did it as a testing thing. I only did the one month thing. It was kind of a test thing. It's worth it. So I think once this expires, I'm going to do the year long one. And I was going to talk to you about that and so on and so forth. And we'll go. From yeah. There. That's they exciting. have a lot of it's cool ex- stuff. They have a lot of cool stuff on that site. So I've heard, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit off there. But without <laughs> further ado, we're going to transition right in to the quarterback position. And you know what, Steve? I'm going to let you kick us off, buddy. Cool. So the guy that I'm going to talk about, um, Brock Purdy, he, he's been very, um, I said it before, up, down. I want to say, and I don't recall exactly, I think I had him as high as maybe like my QB3 at one time definitely top five he was definitely in my five when we did our um first look 
rankings, um, I've got him at seven. So he is not in my top five. So, but he's a guy, and I kind of I kind of said it on our QB episode. I wouldn't be shocked if he's a guy that comes out this year and has a essentially a repeat season of what he did in 2019, if not even a little bit better, and kind of gets himself that first round grade. Um not so much top five, 10 necessarily, but I could see him, like I said, being in kind of that Mac Jones 15 range, even though, you know, top 20 pick, which quarterbacks, just the value of them um, is obviously increased. So I could definitely see him becoming a first round guy. But, you know, if you would, you know, backtrack a little bit coming out of high school, he was just a three star guy. Wasn't anything, you know, too, too um, crazy. Wasn't one of those, you know, top five star, even one of those higher four star rated guys that everyone's going after. So definitely wasn't um, one of those top guys, but he came out. He's obviously got a, got a good work ethic if he's able to do what he's doing. So when you kind of look at his career stats as a whole, I mean, he's got a 65.8 completion percent, which again, isn't, you know, amazing per se, but it's also not the worst we've ever seen. So he's definitely got some work to do there. I think his best season that he's had was actually in 2020, albeit, um, well, it was the second least amount of pass attempts he's had, but he was 66.3 complete completion percentage last year. If he could get that into that 68, 69, even, I think that would be awesome for him. And obviously that'll increase yards, touchdowns uh, and all that fun stuff. The other area I think he needs to work on a little bit are the interceptions. I mean, he's got 25 for his career um, each year. He's thrown seven, nine, and nine. So he's definitely taking some chances with it that I don't think he needs to necessarily do. And then the final piece that I think he needs to work on before I kind of get into some other positive things and why I'm going to plant my flag, fumbles. Um, he's got six fumbles. Um, no, I take that back. He's got 12 fumbles um, for his career, um, two, seven, and three over the, the three seasons. So it's just that taking care of the ball, interceptions, fumbles. I mean, that's what, 37 total turnovers. Now, again, I don't know if those 12 fumbles are lost or not. I didn't go that in depth with it, but it's still 12 fumbles nonetheless. So it's something he's got to definitely work on. Completion percentage, I'd like to see go a little higher. Turnovers, obviously, um, take care of the ball. However, you looked at, you looked down um, kind of his um, play by, or I'm sorry, his game by game stats. And I'm not going to sit here and go through all 35 games, but um, we don't have that kind of time. Well, well it's our show we can kind of create whatever time we want but I won't do that but I did go and look just kind of what his yards per game were his touchdowns per game and all that fun stuff and kind of just saw what he was doing you know on a game-by-game basis when you look at it so he's played in 35 games 34 of them he's gone for over 100 yards total as a quarterback that's not really all that phenomenal but at the same time he's done over he's gone over 100 yards in almost every single game and the one game he didn't He only had one rush attempt. He wasn't even the starting guy. He became the starter the following week. Um, So once he kind of started taking over, he really started to get that ball moving. But when you go a little bit more in depth, 24 of his 35 games, he went for over 250 total yards. This is rushing and passing together. And then go a little bit more, 11 games of 350 yards or more. So he's got the yardage. He's, he's, He's not, you know, lacking there in any sense. He can move the ball down the field. Um, in a, in a, a good, good way. You go to the touchdown side of it, 31 of his 35 games, he's had at least one or more touchdowns. You go a little bit further, 12 of the 35, he's had three or more touchdowns. And then um, he's had four games with five or more and two with six or more touchdowns. So that's passing and rushing combined. He He's a playmaker. He is. He just, I think, still needs to, obviously, like I said, work on the um, – what am I trying to say? The um, the risks, I guess you could say. He, he's definitely someone who 
likes to take those chances, but I, I think he can obviously take on a little bit more of a, a reserved role. When you go look at the passing depth stats, one thing I did notice, his deep ball percentage isn't necessarily all that great. Um, in 2020, out of basically the draft-eligible quarterbacks that I've kind of gone through and um, ranked out you know, their, their deep uh, PFF grades, medium, short, all that fun stuff, all those guys, there's 23 of them, he did rank dead last in deep ball percentage, um, or, or grade, I should say. So he's definitely got to work on that. But at the flip side, when you go to his first year where he started, um, and basically back in 2018, he ranked second overall. So the ability is there. I just think, obviously, maybe it wasn't the right read or it wasn't anything like that. So the ability is there. I think he can make it happen. I think with who he's got coming back, obviously with Charlie, you know, at tight end, he's got Brees Hall. Brees Hall is not going to be the one that's actually getting those deep targets per se. Yeah, he's going to run out and get his routes. But um, when you go to like the medium and short range of things, medium, he ranked fourth last season out of all the, the eligible quarterbacks that I've got in there. And short um, PFF grade, he was 11th. And then behind a, behind line of scrimmage, he was fifth. So when you look at it outside of that deep range, he's ranked fairly high. Um, and he's getting some, some, some production out of that. He ranked eighth with the rushing grade as a quarterback, right? So obviously, um, I'm their all quarterback. So he beat that of the 23, but his just ability to get plays in, in whatever way needed – I, I think is what makes him a potential prospect to to look out for and become a first round guy. I did watch a little bit more film on him this morning. Obviously, you see the you see the sparks, you see what he's able to do, but there's times he just seems a little bit rattled in, in the pocket. I will say he seems kind of jumpy back there. He's just he's just antsy, you know. Whether it be I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run. Let me look. Let me look through my reads. Um, he gets it done. I wish that would be one thing um, that he would kind of control a little bit more. But nonetheless, he's very instinctive. He, it almost seems like he could feel the pressure coming behind him, and he jumps up in the pocket to give his receivers that extra one, one and a half seconds, whatever it is, to get open, create that separation, and make those plays. So I definitely, definitely love to see that. Um, kind of already said it, but his running ability. I, I just like how he's able to make plays with his feet. We've noticed, obviously, at the NFL level, that that's a big, big piece that, that teams are looking for. So the fact that he is able to get, you know, or, or make plays on the ground is, is huge. I do think, and I've already said it, if we see the Brock Purdy from 2019, I think he makes that move to solidify himself as a potential first round guy. Um, obviously there's at least two to three other quarterbacks, um, that, that we could see get drafted above him. And this is not including, of course, we've said it before, these guys that potentially come out of nowhere, right? There's going to be that guy um, or two that, that come out of nowhere that are now, you know, those first-round talent guys. But the games I've got highlighted this year for him that I think he needs to really showcase his abilities outside of the ones he should do it anyway. Like Northern Iowa first week, you got to go out and dominate. You've got to do that. But they play Iowa week two. And then later on in the season, they play Oklahoma State, um, Texas, and Oklahoma. Those four games, I think, are the ones he's really got to show his abilities. Between the Iowa game and the Oklahoma State game, he's got four weeks of, let's just call them cupcake games. I mean, he's got UNLV, Baylor, Kansas, and Kansas State. Obviously, when you get into conference play, not that UNLV is, but when you get into conference play, things change a little bit. But Iowa State's going to be a better team in that conference, obviously. So, 
those four games, I think he's really got to go out and showcase his abilities. I kind of did like a projected stats um, just based on kind of his career averages. I would like to see these numbers a little bit higher, but if he can get the 3,700 passing yards, 25 plus touchdowns, the interceptions, I would love to see his projection would be 10. I would love to see it at like five, five or less. Um, but his rushing attempt, 66 yards, 496, seven rushing touchdowns. I just think numbers like that, I, I think, are going to definitely help move him up draft boards. I think he can just continue to improve and show his true abilities. I, You know, we keep saying it. 2020 was just a weird year, right? Are you playing? Are you not playing? We don't know. Can you go? Can you even go practice with your teammates? No, you can't, unfortunately. It's that kind of stuff that just threw a lot of things off. So the fact that he's getting too well, his two favorite targets, essentially, Brees Hall um, and Charlie Collaire back for this season, I think is just going to do wonders. And obviously having Brees Hall running back there opens up the passing game. And that's that's massive, too. If you have a running back of that caliber, it's just going to help you in the entire team. So, um, man, Brock Purdy, I, I think he is someone that, that can just continue to move up boards. Those are just kind of some some brief numbers um, that I jotted down for him and just some some good thoughts on it. So we'll see. That's who I'm planting my flag on. And um, hopefully I can move them into my top five by the end of the year. Cause that's what I'm thinking. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes, you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Yeah, he's he's an interesting prospect. Um, I, I think that he's one of those guys that could approach your top five or be completely out of the equation as well. It's just he's kind of hit and miss and last year is very weird. And that's kind of brings me to my guy, Carson strong out of Nevada, six, four, two The big thing for me is he made the same jump that Zach Wilson did from 2019 to 2020. He, he, he doubled his touchdowns. He, he got half the interceptions. And for me with some of these guys, I, I, I'm not sure how to take that. Right. I'm not sure how is it because he got better, which I'm not saying he didn't. You know what I mean? I'm not, I wasn't saying Zach Wilson didn't either. But what really scares me is is a team like Nevada where you have a, a foundation of players that don't really opt out early because they're not on that forefront of the spotlight. So for me, like with Carson Strong, it's like, man, he really did improve. I like his stats. He got better and, and consistency and stuff like that. But on the flip side – what did that have to do with the, the, the camaraderie, the less offseason for some of these other teams? And they don't really play anybody. But if we look at his stats from just a year ago, 249, 355, he had 70% completions percentage, which is up about six points from the year before. He had 27 touchdowns, four interceptions. I love the four interceptions, obviously, for a, a variety of reasons, but his interceptions were down in half from year to year. Now, if you look at some of the key stats, deep passing stats, 20-plus yards, he only completed 42% of his passes over 20 yards. He was 28 of 66, had over a little over 1,000 yards. But the thing that impressed me the most of, out of all the 22, 2022 prospects, he had the most touchdown passes of over 20 yards with 15. Um, he only threw two interceptions on those deep passes, so obviously half of his interceptions came on those deep balls, which interceptions that come on deep balls, I'm not as mad as – 
interceptions that happen on, you know, small intermediate routes and stuff like that. Cause maybe he was trying to make a play. Maybe he was trying to do something with the football. And I, I can't fault a quarterback for attempting to do something like that. Now passing yard, passing over just 10, 10 yards, uh, 66, 66% completion percentage, six touchdowns, one interception under 10 yards. This is where he kind of, I would say like slices and dices some of the defenses here because he had an 81.7% completion percentage on his passes under 10 yards. It was second best only behind Slovis. Obviously there's a way for me to throw Slovis's name on this podcast, but 735 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. A couple other key stats that were really stood out to me under pressure. He did complete only 50% of his passes. I would like to see that number or more so around 55 to 57%. I'm not expecting everybody under pressure to be able to complete 70 to 80% of your passes. It's just not possible. Like you're, you're running around and strong. And I'll talk about a little bit is not your guy. That's going to make plays with his feet. Like everybody else, you know, some of these other guys in this upcoming class, but when he's blitzed, this is what impressed me the most about his stats when blitzed, 66.7% completion percentage, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. One that's just massive to me looking at it because, you you know, he got blitzed on 78 pass attempts. We're completing 66%. I love that number a whole lot. Like I said, the the massive jump from from year one to year two, I'm a little bit skeptical of the short season. I do think people thrived more against defenses. If you look at the numbers from last year, and I wish I, I wish I had them in depth, and maybe I'll look at something like that before the next couple shows, but I would love to see the points per game overall total for all of NCAA versus 2019, because I'm, I'm sure it has to be up quite a bit. Um, I'd like to see him improve on the turnover portion of his game. Yes, I, I did say he only had four interceptions, but I want to see that flush out again this year. I want to see single-digit interceptions from him and in a complete season i would like to see him be a little bit more consistent with that deep ball he is completing around 42 percent. i would like that number around the 50 percent mark just because it is a deep ball I, I, you can't complete them all it's i'm not expecting perfection out of these quarterbacks you can't it's not it's never going to happen right but looking at the big picture for me i do think that he has room for improvement there i also would like to see him have a little bit more patience in the po- patience in the pocket i do think that he gets a little stutter steppy sometimes i would like to see him plant his feet a little bit more connect some more of those passes now he does do that very well in certain scenarios but i would like to see improvement another thing that i would like to talk about too is if you look at the 2019 tape on him where you see him struggle was against the good teams right In 2019, in the game against Oregon, he was 13 of 25 for 89 yards and two interceptions, okay? He struggled big time against a good school. Now, you did the same thing with Zach Wilson. If you looked at his 2019 numbers, he struggled against top 25 teams. Now, Carson Strong has played two top 25 um, schools in, in 2019, His numbers, 62% completion percentage, only averaged 4.6 yards per completion. 4.6, one touchdown, three interceptions. And both, obviously, they took the loss in both of those games. Now, those numbers have to improve. Now, looking at their schedule, kind of like you did, looking at their schedule, they don't have those groundbreaking teams like an Oregon. They do play California week one. I do think that could be a decent game. California is definitely not a football style school per se, but I would say that California is a step ahead of a lot of the teams that he's going to face. And I completely forget what Nevada's conference is, but with that being said, do you know, not a good one. 
Yeah, exactly. Mac, Whack, <laughs> Jack. I don't, I don't remember. But they also play Kansas State in week three. Again, I still don't think Kansas State is all that grand. But with that being said, I do think they're going to be two of the most competitive games that they have all year against bigger schools. Oh, so they are the, 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 the Mountain West Championship. There we oh, go. Yeah, Mountain West, yep. Okay, so I like Carson Strong. I like Strong a lot more than I did a week ago before I really kind of did a deep dive into him. I, after watching his tape, I wouldn't be surprised if he approaches that top five mark. I think I had him at like six or seven, maybe even lower than that from, from, our, from my rankings. But I really like Strong. And would it surprise me if I had him in my top, top four by the end of the year? No, because to, honestly, my top three is really solidified. I don't think my top three is really going to move much at all. It's going to take a Joe Burrow-like um, season for me to really knock um, Rattler, Slovis, or Hal out of that top tier. You know, I could really see myself ranking any of those guys one, two, and three, however order they're going to be. Honestly, over the last week, I've been watching a little bit more Rattler. Rattler is just he's he's good, boy. He's good. But that's a that's just he's 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 really good. Like I mean. I was looking at some of the numbers, and obviously when I compare the numbers, I have them up against some other numbers already, but just some of Rattler's stats are just super impressive, but we're not talking about Rattler in this episode. But with all that being said, I like Strong a lot more than I did last week, and that's that's a lot for me. Watching the tape, breaking down the numbers, the numbers matter to me, especially the, the under-pressure one blitz. Does he have room for improvement? Yes, but I need to see consistency this year. I need another year of the 27 touchdowns or 25 plus touchdowns and, and single digit interceptions for me to buy that 2020 was not a fluke for him. Yeah. That's all I got on strong. Yeah. I mean, like you said though, it's, it's because the fact that he doesn't play in that, that, you know, massive conference, you've got to go out and, and get those numbers, right? You've, you've got to, like you said, have the 25 plus touchdowns, the, even on, you know, let's just say five or less interceptions, obviously the less, the better, but you've got to go out and have those kind of games to continue having the trend that he's having. So I, I would definitely agree with all of that right there. Cause it's mountain West is, uh, you know, not that great. So. Exactly. So with that being said, that is our episode this week for planning our flags. If you have guys that you are planning your flags on at the quarterback position, feel free to drop us a line on Twitter at the Debbie delight. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops 1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Blair underscore. Make sure to head on over to the music city drive in to check out all the rest of the shows on the drive in podcast network. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. See y'all later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.